Welcome to the Andy Social Podcast. My name's Andy, as always. It hasn't changed. Um, it might change later on down the track. Who knows? Depends on if my uh, sexual preference changes or my uh, my gender decides to change. Um, I, I won't go off on too much more of a tangent of that, uh, but don't worry. I, I plan on just staying as I am <laughs> moving forward. But anyway, I, I digress straight away. Um this month is our monthly catch-up, month to month with Milton. Uh, this is part two. And uh, we just did a bit of uh, catching up, see what we were both up to over the last month. Uh, Milton went over some of his experiences with the 70,000 Tons of Metal Festival that he uh, was very lucky to be a part of um, as a as a fan and, and watch a lot of the bands play and... and, and uh, do a bit of partying as well. And um, we also talk about the Aventasia tour that uh, Milton's involved with as well. So there's a bit of insight uh, surrounding that. Um, A lot of other things that we make mention of, uh, we also just touch on um, the death of Peter from Riverside that happened a few days ago um, prior to this recording. And uh, for people that aren't aware of the band, uh, we will have uh, links in the show notes for people to check out. But we spent a little bit of time talking about that and uh, and I guess doing whatever we can to, to show show our respects. But um, it's, it is a difficult thing to sort of uh, to touch on and we can only sort of uh, show appreciation for for the band and the music and 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 the uh, the musician himself as well. And and Milton's had a lot more of a a closer connection than I. I've, I've, um, from my experiences, was lucky enough to see some of their set at Prog Power last year. But prior to that, um, I've never had any awareness of the band, to be honest, apart from seeing the name f- uh, float around here and there. So Prog Power was really where I was uh, introduced to the band. And so I think part of that will be be quite special for me because they they are very they're very different and Milton describes them as as a type of modern day Pink Floyd um, and I've thoroughly enjoyed uh, what I did see at the, at the festival so we'll put some links in for people to check out and and um, we thought it was it was definitely appropriate just to make a make a mention in this episode uh, about um, the unfortunate tragedy that's happened and and our respects go out to the band and and um, and everyone that's that's close to including the family of course and and whatnot so um, we'll do what we can to to pay homage and 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 continue to spread uh, the music around to more people because I'm sure that um, that uh, that everyone would would appreciate that. Uh, as well as all that, we have our usual little segments of um, our interactions with crazy people. We've got a couple of uh, good stories there. And also uh, we make mention of a couple of bands that we, uh, we've we picked out to plug as well for people to check out. So there's quite a bit uh, in this. Um, apologies in advance because I always apologise before an episode starts. Um, I had some interruptions uh, during this uh, conversation with Milton. I've, um, I'm at my new house down on the south coast of New South Wales and I've just had um, somebody from the uh, telephone company come and set up the, um, the broadband internet here. So unfortunately, the very, very old house that, I, that we, we, I should say, have bought um, is uh, 
you know, needs a little bit of TLC. So we've had to get somebody out specifically to, to get it all up and running. So there's a few times where I had to interrupt Milton to quickly run off and, and chat to the technician. Um, but I'm sure uh, our great friend Damien will uh, will clean that up as best as he can. But uh, apologies in advance if the flow of the conversation goes off um, in a different direction or, or gets uh, tripped up along the way. Um, as always, all links um, to the conversation will be in the show notes. Always encourage you to reach out to Milton and have a chat to him. Um, as you will know, definitely by now, and this is the third conversation that I've had, but second now in our month to month series, um, Milton's extremely down to earth and, and, a, and a great guy. And I'm sure that, um, you know, with, when he does have time, he'll be more than happy to, to answer any questions that people might have. And, uh, and I think from my end, my recommendation is if you do enjoy what you hear and you learn something or get some great insight, then, then, uh, leave him a message, whether it be on, on the infinity concerts, Facebook page or on his, or send him a message. And I'm sure he'll certainly appreciate it as well. Um, apart from that, uh, I will touch base on a few details surrounding, uh, the podcast party and other details at the end of the episode. Uh, but I'll stop rambling on and uh, making this more and more awkward as I go because um, it is an extremely hot day here. Um, well, it was, there's a bit of a heat wave in Sydney today and, uh, and even down the coast in this very old house and I've had to turn all the fans off just to avoid a lot of background noise with the mics. Um, you know, I didn't want to open any of the windows either just to keep the sound you know, somewhat controlled. So as a result, I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm in a sauna at the moment. So my, um, my train of thought is all over the place at the moment. So my apologies, but uh, I really do hope you enjoy this uh, next catch up with Milton. And uh, as we've encouraged before, and we have had a few um, great suggestions, if you do think of something that um, you'd like to know more about or something, a topic or anything that you'd like us to cover, please get in contact with, uh, with either of us and, and let us know what you think. And then we can, we can have a chat and work something out prior to the next time we, uh, we get together and speak. But um, yeah, uh, definitely, definitely let us know uh, what you think and, and continue to, to let Milton know um, if, you, if you're enjoying the chats as well. Anyway, enough rambling. Enjoy. Strip clubs. Good evening. So how's things? Things are, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting, it's been an interesting month since we last spoke. Mm. Um, a lot of positive and a lot of negative stuff happening all at the same time. Um, you know, I think just to sort of bang out the negative out of the way, um, I am sure you've heard that we suffered a tremendous, tremendous loss in our uh, Infinity Concert slash Progressive Metal slash Frog Power Everything family this past weekend. Um, a good friend of ours and um, guitarist of the Ben Riverside passed away, unfortunately. So it was a bit of a tough pill to swallow, you know, but life goes on and you can only... Uh, Remember him and remember the music that he created and him as a great person and, uh, you know, not much we can do. It was a bit of a shock. I don't know what the circumstances were. Um, I think it's still fairly private, but um, from from what I can gather reading online that um, it was definitely 
nothing that was leading up to that moment. It was something that was completely out of the blue. You know, um, I, it, it happened on Sunday, so it's been three, four days now, and I still don't know exactly what happened, even if I worked with them, you know, in the capacity of booking agent and promoter and everything. Um, I've spoken to, to their manager, who's also a very close friend of mine, Rob Palmer. Uh, hi, Rob. I hope you're listening to this. Um, and, you know, it's been, uh, it was definitely, uh, completely unexpected and, and, um, not a whole lot of information has gone out yet. So, you know, not that it really matters at this point, you know, it's just a, a really tragic, a really sad thing to happen. So, yeah, I mean, you know, my, my thoughts and my prayers go to the, to, to his family, to his bandmates and, and everybody else, you know? Mm. So. No, ab- absolutely. And I know that, um, it's quite interesting in Australia because I don't think, unless unless you're a very very sort of um, uh, what's the word dedicated progressive metal and rock fan, a lot of people in Australia, at least even just in the metal community, might not be as familiar with Riverside as people in the US or um, Europe would be. Mm-hmm. So, um, but mm-hmm. I know that a lot of people, unfortunately, and it's always the case when when a tragedy happens that. Um, things start to get highlighted a lot more and people <laughs> realise that this band exists. Right. And and I guess, you know, there's always people that um, jump on the bandwagon when there's a tragedy, but um, I guess, you know, unfortunately, and it's a really hard thing to say, but um, the weird silver lining of such a horrible event will, will be that um, there have been a, a number of people that have commented over the past few days of how amazing this band mm-hmm. is and, and how they never never even knew this band existed. And um, and I was just fortunate that I got to see a bit of their set in at Prog Power as well to just to experience what, what they were all about because I had no idea who they were before before I came over last year. Either. Right. Yeah. So it's um, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a real tragedy, but um, hopefully it just, you know, it, the, the rest of the guys will be able to move on, you know, in, in their own time, of course, and... And, uh, and right. be able to make a decision as to what they do with the band or themselves musically and personally. So it'll be, yeah, we can only just yeah, sit yeah, and give of them course. Some space. I mean, obviously, obviously, there's no question that the human loss, you know, supersedes anything else. Um, you know, but but it, it's sort of a there's a lot of things that that's something that a tragedy like that um, affects, obviously. Mm. You know, so like you said, uh, you know, I can only, I haven't had a chance to any of the other guys in the band. You know, I only spoke to Rob, to their manager, and, and um, I, it's way too early to tell what's going to happen, you mm. know. Um, I know that it's it's kind of a, kind of crazy, but this happened, I, I got the call about it Sunday morning, like 6.30 in the morning over here, uh, and the plan was to announce their North American tour at 10 a.m. Monday, the very next day. So, wow. Um, yeah, so it was, um, you know, a day of, of calling a lot of the promoters, a lot of the people saying, hey, you know, we're going to, um, we're going to be uh, canceling the shows for obvious reasons, you know? Mm. But everybody was very grateful. Everybody was very understanding, obviously. You know, I... Uh, how could you not? You know, I, I haven't ever had an experience with a promoter um, that, you know, got angry over a cancellation for whatever reason. Mm. I didn't think this particularly would be the first time that that would happen. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, but but I I know I know what you mean in regards to to people. Uh, to, to sometimes it takes something like this for people to you know to to learn about the band or to learn about the artist or to you know I don't want to call it jump in the bandwagon either because a lot of the times it's um, it's it's genuine. You know, a lot of the times the person truly did not know about their work and only came to uh, to find out about it once the artist uh, had died. So, you know, it's uh, I can tell you that I'm sure their albums and, and stuff are probably moving, you know, a little bit faster right now. Mm. You know, and, and the only thing I can think is... Uh, you know, compared to like what happened to David Bowie recently. I just remember the very day after uh, the news of his death came up, um, all of a sudden a lot of the stores had their, his albums sold out and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing with Michael Jackson and, and so on and so forth. So I think it's just natural human reaction to something like that. I, I, I don't know. I never really, I can't say I've ever partaken in that. Holy crap! Somebody is dead. I gotta buy all of their movies. You know that <laughs> yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, um, but 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 I can you know without sounding too much like a like a cynic, I, I can understand that some people would uh, would do that. But regardless of, of the reasons, you know, it's just it's just very very sad. You know, Peter was a was a really really nice guy, and uh, you know, one of the most important elements in that band. So I, I know everybody else is crushed. So, mm, absolutely. You know, so, yeah, very unfortunate, but, you know, life goes on. It does. And I guess, uh, you know, as they wrote initially on their on their Facebook page, it was more of a case of, you know, this is the facts and this is what's happened in, in for the meantime, more or less, just, you know, give everyone a bit of breathing mm-hmm. space. And I think that's all that everyone can do. And, you know, pay their respects mm-hmm. in, in the way that they can online and, and sharing, you know, what he's been a part of for for a number of years and and sit back mm-hmm. and, and give them their own time to to regroup and and work out what they're going to do personally and and professionally and, and go right. from there. Right, exactly. I I think it's it's very clear, um, especially from at least for me and I know from Rob, from the manager at time. You know, we uh, obviously we're involved in the the business side of things, but that's the the last thing we want to try to push upon you know the band and upon the people. So it will whatever happens, whatever is meant to happen will happen. I guess you know. Uh, I just I really wanted to take you know uh, the opportunity over here in our in your podcast and our monthly catch up to uh, you know just extend my my sentiments to the band and to the family and to you know remind them that we're uh, we're thinking of them. You yeah, know? absolutely. And I think um, what yeah. I, what I can do on my end is uh, add a few links um, on the show notes as well. So for people who who aren't aware of, of who he is and, and what Riverside have all been about. Um, we can put a few, mm-hmm. a few selective uh, tracks and maybe something that uh, a personal favourite of yours we can we can put there as well and, uh, you know, people can, can reach out and have a have a listen and, and discover what, what they are and, and yeah. Yeah, and, that would and, and be, best, that'd be fantastic. Probably the best way that we can we can pay our respects for the, for the time being anyway. Yeah, you know, if there's one thing I, I can say about... Uh, touching on that real quick um you know i i i discovered riverside back when their debut album was about to be released through uh through sensory records to through um um laser's edge and sensory uh, owned by my good friend ken golden over here in new jersey i remember uh running into him at a show or at a festival and him telling me 
um, you need to pick this up. You need to buy this. This is a new band that I'm releasing, and um, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be really really cool. You're gonna like it. And it, the best way I could describe it upon listening to it at the first time was. It's almost like the Pink Floyd of this generation from a musical perspective. You know, it was a it was a, a very atmospheric and dark and, and melancholic progressive metal, progressive rock. But there was a lot of attitude in it, and there was just so much beauty in it as well. You know, um, and and one of the things that always um, always caught my attention was the guitar work in it. You know, it, because even though Peter wasn't playing, you know, a billion notes per second like a lot of the progressive metal fans expect, you know, but he could convey so much emotion in those solos, in those leads, you know, the, the little licks in between verses, you know, the tone that he got out of his guitar. I mean, it was truly, it was, uh, it was, I don't know, it just blew me away, you know, right from the get-go. And, and I remember it actually, uh, Took me a couple of days to to really you know to to dawn upon me. Wow, I'm actually working with them now. It's so cool. You know, years later. Um, so so you know, I, I told you before, I like to work with bands that I enjoy the music. So I, so there's a connection, you know. But Riverside has always been one of my favorite bands. So um, so it was very special to be able to do a tour for them last year. You know, we got them in uh, in Brazil and Chile, here in the state, Canada. It was really cool. Um, so I think, um, yeah, I think the, the music world in general has lost one of the, one of their great, you know? Uh, so I'm very, uh, I'm very honored to have been, uh, a very, very tiny little part of it. Well, we'll put some links yeah. up and, and, uh, and, the, and anyone listening who's, who's not previously familiar or has just seen the name and, and that's it can, can be introduced and not the best of circumstances, but, uh, but we'll try and, uh, add some, some positivity to the, to it all and, and uh, bring some new people um, into that into that family. Sure, sure. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, sounds good. But you know, moving on to some happier thoughts or some um, happier things. Absolutely. You know, uh, like I like I said, there's a lot of uh, a lot of cool things that were brewing the past month uh, over here. You know, I took a little trip down to Florida and to the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the uh, the seventy thousand tons of metal cruise, uh, the festival uh, for a few days, uh, and it was uh, quite an experience. It was a good time, fun time for sure. You know, um, a lot of bands and uh, a lot of great people to spend time with, and and do some very good networking and meeting new people and so on and so forth. So uh, definitely, uh, definitely a good time, and and no doubt a lot of beer as well. I'm sorry, say that again. And no doubt a lot of beer as well. Yeah, you know, I uh, obviously, you know, uh, I, I'm biased. You know, I have my own sort of team <laughs> to play for. Uh, you know, but uh, but it was a good time. You know, uh, it's a it's a well done festival, and uh, you know, probably the second best festival in the states. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You know, it's 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 in the top. It's not quite the best, but it's it's. It's in the top, I'd say, you know, uh, it's really cool. Great people, great bands, uh, you know, you're, you're in the cruise of the Caribbean, so. Very cool. You know, a lot of, uh, I can tell you that one of the nights there was a lot of, uh, a lot of partying involved, so. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw one picture of you, um, uh, you were tagged in a photo of the next day and uh, with a couple of other people and, and you all looked a little bit, a uh, little bit shady. 
<laughs> well, to the best of my abilities to recall everything, I had a good time. <laughs> <laughs> and um, before we move on from that, was was there any highlights uh, musically from any of the bands, anyone in particular that um, you hadn't seen before and was surprised or just any any old favourites that you got to got to see again? Yeah, yeah, absolutely there were. Um, I will say that, you know, I saw I saw as many bands as I could because because it's tough to catch everything because, you know, it's literally 60 bands playing two sets over the course of three and a half days. So you have shows from, you know, 10 in the morning all the way to 6 in the morning the next day. So the schedule is very, very, it, it, it takes a toll on you. Um, but a couple of the bands that I saw that I was very impressed with uh, some of the bands that I really wanted to see, Catatonia, for instance, mm-hmm. uh, I saw both their sets. I thought they were fantastic. I watched uh, Rhapsody of Fire. Been a big fan of them for a long time, uh, and they are super good live as well. Fabio Leone on vocals is just—it's not even fair to other singers, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the guy is just incredible. <laughs> um, I got to see Firewind back after many years, and they. You know they they did very they did very well as as well they did really good. Um, I enjoyed what I saw of Children of Bodom. I admit that I sort of gave up on the band you know over the years, but um, good show. Um, other highlights. Let me think of some bands that I didn't know about before or that I had. There was a black metal band called Shooter, uh, and that's S J U D E R. I'm not sure if I totally butchered their name or not, but. Um, uh, very, very competent live live band. Just a straight up true Norwegian black metal band, you know, like a three piece. Um, and um, they're, you know, they're they're full of house guy. Their audio guy is the is uh, Joachim Muller. Okay. Who and I also I also probably just butchered his name and last name. But he also works with Leprous, yes. which I work with. Uh, so it was a sur- first of all, it was a surprise to see him there, but but I was very impressed with the fact that this was the clearest, best sounding black metal band I've ever seen in a live environment. Oh, cool! All right. uh, I, I I think it's credit uh, due to both him and to the band, obviously. Um, so um, that was impressive. I saw a band called Fallujah. Uh, it's a band from the U.S. and they describe themselves, if I'm not wrong, as atmospheric death metal. Um, so it's to me is almost like it almost sounded like a a very a modern sounding death metal band with T Vi on guitars. Wow. Putting okay. all of those all of those all of those atmospheres, you know, in the back of the guitar, very spacey, so oh, to speak. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. You know, that's that's what it sounded to me anyway, you yeah. know, like progressive death metal, a little bit of metalcore, tech death. I don't know what to describe them like. All I know is that I walked into their set, you know, two minutes in, and I just stood there sort of in awe the whole time. I did not know about the band at all. There was an old school power metal, heavy metal band called Squealer that... I honestly had never heard a single song before. I went to see them at 10 in the morning and they also blew me away. Um, so that was good. And my favorite band of the cruise was, ironically enough, Dragon Force. Right, okay. And I will tell you why. Because there was such a party atmosphere during their set, both sets. Mm. Uh, you know, and the band was all about it and the fans were all about it. And 
there were so many other bands in the middle of the mosh pits, crowd surfing, stage diving, just having a great time. <laughs> it was such a party. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you know, we're bringing we're bringing Dragon Force to Plug Collar, and I'm thinking, man, we need to recreate that atmosphere because that vibe was so cool, you know. And 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 I even spoke to Herman uh, from Dragon Force afterwards, and and he's all about it, and he's like, no, we're gonna make this uh, another show to remember. So I'm very excited, and and I'm gonna also take this opportunity to say to everybody who might be listening, even if you're not a Dragon Force song, uh, a Dragon. Oh, that sounds stupid. Even if you're not a Dragon <laughs> Force fan, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the beer and the wine. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Even if you're not a Dragon Force fan, give them a chance at Prog Power because I think you will be surprised mm. just on how much fun those guys are. Absolutely. I've seen, so, them, um, I've seen them a couple of times. And, and um, yeah, regardless of, of, you know, listening to them sort of just with an audio, like just on CD or whatever it might be, regardless of that, mm-hmm. if you do get the opportunity to see them, you can't you can't deny them. They're, they're, they're one of the better live bands out there at the moment and they just as you said they create such an atmosphere on stage and i've seen them i've seen about three or four times now over the years and they just they've been fantastic every single time they just they they enjoy themselves on stage they don't take it seriously Mm -hmm. and they they play their butts off and it's it's great yeah and and you know obviously there's a lot of people that troll dragon force online and everything all the time and i do think I think they sort of get in on that a little mm. bit too. You know, I think they're very. I think self awareness is something that they have probably more than any other band. Uh, you know, and I can say that by by you know after speaking to to Herman a few times and and to Sam and to some of the other guys in the band. You know, um, they get it. They know that a lot of people you know kind of think them sort of as as the goofball in in the scene. You know, but I I do think I honestly do think they're a very competent band. I think they're great guys, and uh, you know, especially if you allow your, yourself a chance to you know have a few drinks. You know, they're going to be the band closing Wednesday night. I think you're in for a treat. I think it will be a lot of fun. You know, let loose. You know, leave all of the all of the prog metal thing outside and uh, just come have fun. You know, join the party. And and the message from me for every, everybody who will be there: don't get uh, shitty if uh, if you see me fly off the stage and I'm stage diving and I land on you. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought of what you said before with people stage diving. I thought, oh, well, if I have a few, uh, a few beers after our set, then I'll probably um, get a bit silly, but uh, (laughs) especially just to help with the party vibe. You know, it's so funny on, on one of the nights that Dragon Force played on the cruise, uh, that was my, my let's, let's have a good time night type Mm, of thing, you know? Um, and I, Normally, I hate mosh pit. I hate crowd surfing. I hate stage diving or any of these things, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I just remember, you know, realizing that, wow, I'm stage diving. I'm, I'm crowd surfing right now. People are carrying me. And then I look to my side and I see my good friend Mark Hansen from the band Epica. Yep. Also crowd surfing. <laughs> and he's looking at me and giving me the horns and we're, we're being, you know, taken to the stage. And, and, and it was like... Holy crap! What the hell am I doing? <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> you know? oh, so man. it was, uh, yeah, that was that was fun. So well, it'd be definitely something you know, to look it forward was, to. Uh, yeah, 
Dragon Force was uh, definitely a good time, and uh, yeah, I think that's uh, that sums up my uh, my seventy thousand tons recap. I guess the second best festival in the U.S. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. You know, up there, but not quite at top. <laughs> Fair enough. And and look, they've got to they've got to learn from the best. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. Um, well, I thought we were speaking a little bit earlier on about what to talk about, and I thought. It might be a really good um, good opportunity for you just to just to give a bit of insight as to what is involved or what is currently being involved to organise the upcoming Aventasia tour in uh, in North America. Because I know you're looking after a, a few of the dates, and um, I think oh man, yeah, yeah, and a lot of people that aren't connected. I guess within directly in the music industry, who are probably more fans, or actually, there's probably a lot of people even in the industry who don't know. Um, I think a lot of people probably mm-hmm. just think it's uh, as easy as agreeing on a on a date and booking a venue and and selling a few tickets and that's about it. So I thought maybe um, you might be able to give a bit more insight as to what what's actually involved to try and get this thing moving. Sure, sure. Um, well, you know, this is without a question the biggest show I've ever been involved. You know, uh, obviously without counting Prague Power as a promoter, this is definitely a a huge undertaking, you know. Um, I think, uh, first and foremost, it's always good to to remind everybody that um, I'm not doing this on my own. Um, you know, I have two awesome, awesome uh, companies that are my partners on the Aventasia show. Uh, and these companies are T-Present from the U.S., mm-hmm. uh, run by uh, Tucker Christensen. Um, he's a very prolific uh, promoter here in the state and a good friend as well. Uh, and also Overload. Uh, which is run by Lucas and Gustavo, two great friends of mine as well from Brazil. You know, I, I went to school with Lucas over here in the States, and they're one of the key players in uh, heavy metal bell in South America these days, and uh, they're expanding into the U.S. now uh, through a partnership with my company, with Infinity Concerts. Uh, so so we are the, we're the people behind this uh, this. Uh, nonsense <laughs> of an undertaking uh, called Aventasia. Uh, for those people who aren't aware, um, Aventasia is an all-star project put together by Sylvia Samet from Ed Guy. Uh, if you can imagine a power metal opera type of show with, you know, eight or nine different singers, all, you know, famous singers from, you know, big names from the metal scene all over the world, uh, and a fantastic band that sort of puts you in the whole, you know, Broadway power metal musical type of thing, you know, concert albums, and, you know, it really is a huge metal opera, um, you know, that started as a side project back in, I think, I want to say the late 90s or the early 2000s, uh, and, and now it became a massive touring band, you know, performing these huge shows, you know, all over the world. And everybody always said that Aventasia would never happen in the United States because of all the logistics, because of all the cost, you know, it was always sort of like a, an impossible thing, a dream, you know, that crazy people had, you know, it was very common to hear, well, you know, you want to go see Aventasia, you're going to have to go to Europe. You know, mm-hmm. go see them at a big festival type yeah, of thing. Much. Um, and then a few years ago, Aventasia did a one-off at a festival in Quebec City, Canada. Um, that was sort of at the time that I was getting started 
for maybe a little after I got started with booking and with promoting and stuff. And I just remember thinking, you know, if they're playing in Canada, what's to say they'll never play in the state? And that sort of all, all always kind of stayed in the back of my head, you know, always like, you know, kind of a kind of a dream, kind of a hey, what if, you know, what if someday. I reached out to them and said, you know what, let's make this happen. Let's make this dream into a reality type of thing. So it always kind of stayed in the back of my mind, but it also stayed in the back of my mind that putting this together would probably cost as much as my house cost. You know? <laughs> so, so it was it was one of those things that, that, you know, it was it was way too big of an undertaking for me to even consider it, you know. But but time went on and, you know, I got a little more experience and I got a little more confidence and so on and so forth. You know, I, I spoke to I spoke to to the other guys, to the partners. I'm like, you know, haven't Asia never played the state? I think we should, if we sort of combine our forces, it might be worth, you know, reaching out to them and, and seeing what happened. Um, and everybody was like, you know what? Let's let's try. It. Let's see. So I reached out to their management and um, basically said, hey, uh, I know you guys are playing a tour. There's a new album coming out. You've never been to the state. What would it take for it to happen, you know, for a New York show? We agree that, you know, I, we should reach out and see what happens. So I, I sent an email to their management company uh, and, and I basically asked them, you know, so we're interested in doing a, a New York show. What would it take? Um, and the feedback was almost immediate. We want to do it. Let's, let's talk. Um, and the next thing you know that, crazy bit of a dream all of a sudden starts to actually look a little bit realistic you know um so we worked out the deal worked out the date and the next thing you know i'm i'm staying with an email saying hey we are confirmed for a show in new york you know we're we'll we'll accept your offer type of thing and um at that moment it's like uh shit <laughs> this is big, <laughs> you know. Um, this is going to be huge. Uh, so it, it took a couple of months to get all of our decks in a row, and it took a couple of months to get it all um, announced. Uh, but it was—it's um, um, very special to be able to say that we're involved in, in this, you know, undertaking and and making making something once started possible a reality. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's um, it's just not your normal um, band. What's that? It's just not your normal band. So that just it just adds to it. It just makes it even more special. But I guess at the same time, even it potentially right, more stress right. as well. Right. Like I said, it's an all-star project, you yeah. know. So I, I'm going to tell you some of the people who are, who are in the band um, just so, you know, listeners get an idea. So mm. it's led by Tobias Sandler from Ed Guy, like I said, the singer for Ed Guy. Okay? We're going to have... Also on stage, Michael Kiske, uh, former Halloween singer and Unisonic singer. We're going to have Eric Martin from Mr. Big, Ronnie Atkins from Pretty Maids, Jorn Lande, known from Ark, Master Plan, Beyond Twilight from his solo career. You know, he sounds with Malmsteen and, you know, all of those, those incredible artists. We have Amanda Somerville. Uh, we have Herbie Langhans from Sinbreed. Oliver Hartman from Advance, Sasha Pye, very, very famous guitarist and, and producer, you know, Miro Roddenberg. It's just, you know, a fantastic lineup. You know, mm -hmm. Felix Bonkow on drums, Andre Nagenfeind on bass. It's just, it's ridiculous. 
<laughs> you know? Um, and um, it, it's such a big undertaking because I don't think people realize that we're talking about, you know, a band of, you know, 14 people, 13 people in a band. Um, so everything is massive. The show is massive. The stage set is massive. Um, you know, we expect nothing less of an Avantasia show. And, you know, it's only fair that the band expects nothing less of, of, uh, of their shows and of their, the people that they work with and, and so on and so forth. So, um, so it's a big undertaking, you know, it involves a lot of logistics. It involves a lot of strategizing. It involves a lot of money, obviously. Um, but ultimately we're making, we're making possible a, you know, we're, we're, we're putting a, a show that will be in people's memories for the rest of their lives. You know, this could very well be the very only chance people ever have of seeing Avantasia here in the States. You know, there are two shows, our show is the New York one. There's a show in Anaheim in California as well. Um, uh, and there's a show in Toronto in Canada. Mm. as well that's being uh, promoted by my good friend Noel Peters from Inertia Entertainment um Noel and I have worked many times before as well so always uh always uh, good to do a shout out so if you guys are in Canada and you can't make it to the states go see Avantasia in Toronto if you're in the state definitely come see Avantasia in New York City <laughs> <laughs> we um we have people flying in from all over the country we have some people flying in from overseas actually for the mm. show uh, the show takes place April 15th. It's a Friday night in New York City at the PlayStation Theater. And if you, you were in New York, uh, before Claude Power, um, the PlayStation Theater is in the heart of Times Square. I walked past there, I think. Um, King Diamond's played there before and there's oh, heaps of bands. That yeah, that's, that's exactly right. It was called the Best Buy Theater still. Uh, and they rebranded to the PlayStation Theater. It is the ultimate music venue in New York City for that size. I mean, it's, it's in prime location. The venue is top notch. I mean, it's just fantastic. Sound is amazing. You know, infrastructure wise, it's amazing. You know, location wise, it's in the middle of Times Square. So yeah, it's in the middle of the touristy area, obviously, but, but it couldn't, uh, I think we couldn't have picked a more special place for the show. It'll definitely add to the atmosphere, won't it? What's that? It'll definitely add to the atmosphere, won't it? It absolutely will. Yeah. It absolutely will. Yeah. You know? cool. So, so, but, but to go over some of the things that we, um, that we do in a situation like this in, in, in the Avantasia show, obviously I'm not going to go too deep into a lot of the stuff, you know, just the normal business etiquette, I guess, but, uh, but, but to give a, a good example, you know, you, you make an offer to the band and the band accepts it and you receive their rider, you know, which is basically everything they need to make the show happen, you know, and you as a promoter are, are contractually obligated to provide those things. So you have to, you know, you have to provide a venue. You have to, uh, to get the venue for the show, which means renting it for the day. Um, you know, the band sends all of their tech specs, all of the, the backline equipment that they need, all of the lights equipment that they need, you know, the soundboard that they need. This is all stuff that we have to go after and, you know, either rent it or, or, or provide it for the show. Mm, yeah. You know, um, we're, we're hosting the band. So obviously, you know, there's lodging, there's hotels, you know, transportation from airport to hotel to venue and, and, 
back and forth, um, catering requirements. You know, we're bringing 19 people. We're expected to feed them, obviously. Mm. You know, there's uh, all of these things that are involved. Um, work visas for the United States. Mm. Yes, we're doing that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, it's a lot of work and it's a lot of money and it's very stressful. Uh, it's, um, you know, I told you before that that frog power for me as a co-promoter was very stressful. Mm. And and this is, this is probably even more, I must admit. You know, even if I frog power, I'm dealing with so many bands you know, this is a uh, this is huge. This is just massive and, and, and crazy. And, and you know, sometimes I, I ask myself, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, trying to remember how much, how many drinks I had before I had this idea. But we have, but we have everything under control. And you know, ticket sales are moving, and everything is pointing to the most special power metal concert this country has ever seen. That's cool. Uh, so, so we're super thrilled. We're super excited. We're super honored. Uh, and, and we really just want to share this evening with everybody and we want to see everybody there because it will be a night to remember. It will be memorable. Avantasia is playing for three hours. You know, there's no, there's no opening act. Uh, it's just them and it's going to be so special and, you know, it'll be a, it'll be a, yeah, it'll be very special. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Well, I'll put I'll put a link to uh, the tick to purchase tickets on the website, so people can uh, yep, can purchase. That'd be great. And what's what's the date of the of the show? The show is Friday, April fifteenth, and uh, if I'm not wrong, doors are at seven o'clock p.m. and the show starts at eight o'clock p.m. Uh, it's going to be held at PlayStation Theater, which is right on Times Square, right on Broadway in the heart of Manhattan. Uh, there's limited quantity of tickets still available. Uh, so, like I said, this is this is the concert to go to this year in New York City. Right, actually, in, in the whole United States, uh, you definitely want to go see, you know, Avantasia for the first time in uh, in the U.S. Yeah, and, and you, Andy, obviously, you should try to join us as well. Oh, I know sure. you, uh, yeah. It'd be fun. You know, it's only it's only what thirty six hours away. Yeah. Why? Oh well, that's 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 not long, and uh, I'll I'll break open the piggy bank and uh, and get some money, to, some coins together, and buy a ticket. <laughs> and, um, there I'm you very, go. There I'm you very go. jealous. <laughs> I'd love to be there, and um, I think for anybody who has the means to be there and hasn't got a ticket yet, uh, you'd be you'd be crazy mm-hmm. not to. But we'll put the links uh, so people who are on the fence and haven't made the decision yet can can access them and, and grab, think, a, grab a ticket. Yeah, I think if anyone wants to get an idea of what to expect, um, they released, they recorded a live, uh, a live DVD at one of their, the festivals that they performed. Um, I don't remember the year that they did that. I want to say maybe 2011 that they released it. And it's called The, the Flying Opera. And uh, it has two shows, two live shows recorded in DVD. One was a Masters of Rock in the Czech Republic, and one was a Wacken Open Air in Germany. Uh, so if anyone wants to have an idea of what to expect, I strongly recommend checking out uh, that live DVD. Uh, and I also strongly recommend Adam Page's new album that just came out last month through Nuclear Blast Records. The album is called Ghost Light. Uh, 
and it's it's an incredible release. It has other guests aside from the ones that I mentioned that are going to be at the show. Uh, there's some people who are not going to make it to to the tour, but they are on the album, like Dee Snyder from Two Sister, um, Jeff Tate of Operation Mindcrime, formerly Queensryche, um, uh, Sharon uh, Denadel from Living Temptation, uh, Makwe Yetala from Nightwish. Uh, there are just some, you know, Bob Catley from Magnum. There are just some fantastic singers on that, and uh, definitely worth checking it out. Cool. Well, I'll, I'll add some links there. I did see you post a video um, of one of the songs that might have been Scarecrow live from the um, from the DVD. Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll throw that one up on the on the show notes as well, so people can get a taste of of what it's all about, and and I'll put some links to the to the new album as well. So uh, yeah, it's awesome. um, there there it's it's an amazing project considering uh, where it's all come from and the origins of Ed Guy and whatnot and. Um, to, mm-hmm. to see it to see it become such a dramatically huge thing is is quite cool to see. So, very envious of you Absolutely. to be a part of a part of something that's uh, that's very very special for for the for the metal scene in New York and 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 across the United States. Absolutely, and like I said, you know, I I find it very unlikely that people will get an opportunity to see them again here in the states anytime anytime soon. You know, so. So I think it uh, definitely worth uh, a quick trip to the Big Apple, you know. For sure. Plus, plus it's on a Friday to make a weekend out of it. Oh you yeah, know? there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Well, our so, next um, our next catch up, what we'll do is because you'll only be a couple of weeks out from the show, so we'll um, we'll see how you're tracking. Yeah. You know, like any last minute sort of headaches or anything that you got to deal with, and the last last little things you've got to finalize. It'd be interesting to see. Uh, Especially for such a big project. Absolutely, absolutely. It'll be uh, it'll be it'll be cool to see how things develop as you know as the as the week um, come and the weeks come by. Uh, you know, we, we have you know we 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 get updates on on how everything is going. You know, almost almost on a daily basis. So you know, the, just recently I signed a deal with the hotel, for instance. You know, and then the visas, you know, the process is going through and, and all of these things. So it's really cool to see these things, you know, happening step by step. Uh, I know I've seen it before with Broad Power and everything, but, but it's been quite interesting to see it uh, happen at, at the same level of just magnitude of everything, but but only with one band instead of a bunch of them. You know, so uh, so it's it's quite interesting, and uh, you know, it's it's definitely giving more more experience, obviously, and you know, more insight, and uh, and that warm, fuzzy feeling of knowing you're doing something really special again. So <laughs> very cool, very cool. Well, I think yeah. uh, we'll we'll definitely do an update on the next uh, month monthly catch up, and uh, and see see how close it all is, and see how it's all tracking because it's. Uh, as as we said before, it's it's not your usual show. It's um, mm-hmm. it's very very unique and special, and um, I think a lot of people are certainly interested to see um, to see and continue to understand what what's all behind the scenes to make such a a huge event take place. Yeah, I think like I said, you know, and I've heard a lot of people, you know, journalists and and other people in the industry and fans saying that this really is going to be a show that people don't want to miss. And I know I'm biased saying this, obviously, because, you know, I'm one of the promoters. But, uh, 
but I think um, I think it's going to be very, very special. It's going to be a, a once in a lifetime opportunity for a lot of people. So you know, I, I um, yeah, I, I can't wait. Very cool. Well, I'll put a bunch of links up so people can get acquainted for those who aren't uh, familiar with with uh, Avantasia and. And uh, by the mm-hmm. time we talk next, then uh, hopefully everyone will have either bought a ticket or if they can't, they'll, they'll certainly become a fan and, and know, know what it's all about as well. Um, so awesome. I was thinking, because we were looking at our last um, catch-up and we are trying to think of things to, to talk about on each, each time we, uh, we get together. And I remembered our mm-hmm. segment that we're going to put in about crazy people. I was wondering, oh, I have a good one this time. Oh, you do? Oh, awesome! Because I've got I've got another crazy Twitter one that came through, and I'll and I'll run through that one. But um, I'd, I'd definitely love to hear uh, hear your one that you have for for this month. Okay, well, it's I think I I might have mentioned that to you uh, on Messenger uh, weeks and weeks ago, but it's it's just the one that that came that came to my mind just now, and, and I think it's definitely worth uh, uh, worth mentioning. Um, so. If you remember, you know, on our on our last um, catch up, we um, we discussed the do's and don'ts of band, and you know what bands, what I suggested bands to do, what I suggested they didn't do, um, you know. Uh, and and shortly after that was posted, I got an email uh, from a band. I'm not going to name any names or anything like that, you know. Um, I got an email where. Uh, the, the subject of the email was, you know, reply, R-E colon, uh, USA work, or, or something like that. So the person had replied to an email that I had sent, um, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> I like where this is going. Yeah, this, this, was, this was the first time. It really was. So I opened this email, and I'm like... Okay, like I, I, I don't recall it, but let me let me see. You know, I get a lot of emails. So, um, the email, and I'm gonna read. I'm reading it as I'm as I'm speaking. Hey, just following up on our last conversation, you had sent us an email saying you were interested in working with us for a tour in the United States. Are we still gonna be able to make that happen? Um, so, I read that. And I looked at the band's name, I checked out the music, and my reply, or, or what I wanted to reply, uh, was, hey, I have never heard of your band, let alone reached out to you. Thanks, Milton. <laughs> I, I, I never did. I, I had never heard of the band. I never reached out to them. I checked my sent messages. I'm like, did I do something and I don't remember? Like, am I going crazy? Um, it's not something that I would normally check out or that I would normally want to work with. Um, I don't think they weren't terrible, but I don't think they were anything really, you know, worth investing a whole lot of time, to be honest. But I just couldn't believe the balls. <laughs> you know, I couldn't believe the guts. They probably you know, thought they were so, really so smart. So eventually, well, some people think they're really smart, yeah. <laughs> so, so eventually, I, I just couldn't help myself anymore. I reached out to them, like, hi, um, there must be a misunderstanding. I never reached out to you guys. You know, to be completely honest, I had never heard of you before. 
And and I hate to and I hate to bring you three bad news at the same time. <laughs> but you know, you're not really what I'm looking for. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, ironically enough, I never heard back from them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so to you, lovely man from, I'm not going to say where, who reached out to me and tried to, uh, be a smart ass, best of luck getting a tour in the stage. <laughs> I wonder how many other people they've tried the same tactic with. I would be curious to see that too, actually. Mm. I'd be very curious to, to, to see how many people are, how many people have done that. You know, especially the whole RE thing on the email subject yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, you know, it takes a certain type of person to be that detail oriented, I guess, <laughs> when trying to to manipulate somebody. <laughs> it was probably smart in a way because it did make you think for a moment, and then you were kind of forced to have a quick listen because you know, just in the in the fear that you had said something or sent something previously and, and thought, oh, well, I better try and recall mm-hmm. my memory. But even if they turned right. around and the, and the band sounded okay, they've obviously taken a, a, a tactic which is not going to help them anyway, regardless of what they sound like. So they're not getting right. off on the right foot anyway. So while it is a bit tricky and, and, uh, and a in a very sort of uh, sneaky way of, of doing it, it uh, certainly isn't going to win them any yeah. favors. Yeah, you know, and, and after I said that, you know, uh, I thought I thought to myself, maybe I was a little bit unfair. Maybe they reached out to the wrong booking agent or the wrong management company by mistake. You know, mm-hmm. maybe they did speak to somebody. Um, and, and so I thought about that for, I pondered about that for a little bit, and then I'm like, Nah, <laughs> that's not the that's not the case. <laughs> you know, I think if that was the case, I would have probably heard something back like, "Hey, we're really sorry. We reached out to you by mistake. We meant to write somebody else." You know, my apologies. That's what I would have done anyway. Absolutely, that's right. Yeah. Even even if you uh, know, even if you weren't, if you're being, um, if you weren't being truthful. It would have been a smart thing to do that anyway, just to say, "Oh, sorry," because they're being caught out now. To, to try right, and right. Tracks, it's almost like it's almost like I'm giving you another chance to redeem yourself, and you know, <laughs> at least at least make believe that you're sorry. <laughs> oh, uh, but they they didn't take that chance either. So um, I guess best of luck to them, uh, but. Not with this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very funny. Well, look, I've got one. It's um, not so much from a conniving uh, point of view or, or being smart or anything like that. Mine's just literally crazy. So <laughs> it's it's good because, and I've explained this before, how we work our Twitter account and we send an automatic message every time someone follows us and it works quite well. But it encourages right. a lot of res- it, and for good, and the good reason is that it encourages a lot of responses from people. But the bad side of it is it encourages a lot of responses from people. <laughs> so, we, I got, <laughs> so I got one, and just for people who haven't listened to any of our previous chats, uh, an automatic message goes out to someone who follows either my Twitter page or the band one. And it just says, thanks for following and hope you enjoy our music and and for fans of 
bands like Queensryche or Halloween or Maiden. You know, you, yeah, you're, you're I, like this. I remember that message actually. Yeah. I remember that message. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's quite good. We get a lot of a lot of positive uh, responses from it. Engage. It kickstarts a lot of conversation, and we we've won over quite a few people by doing it. So I get a message from a lady by the name of Corinne. I won't give her surname or Twitter handle, just uh, for uh-huh. for her benefit. But she's uh, replied back with hi, with a little um, love heart and hands clapping and two hands together like uh, somebody praying. So right. okay, and then she's written after that. Now you have to bear with me because this is a little bit lengthy, but I need to give full context of how crazy this this person is. You know, right. you know, spat poison done. Phone to my man, still nothing. He just doesn't check his phone. What are they like, men? Good thing we are the ones who have to give birth. Needed him. He nowhere. Laugh my ass off. He even texts like he texted all day. Then after four years, nothing. So I kind of went like overboard. Let him have too much of my hurt. Bet he never speaks to me again. Poor sod. I hate it when I'm ill and no one here. I hope he gets over it. I feel worse for letting rip should I've engaged my brain. Still, none of us are perfect, I guess. And then there's a few modicons of praying in the heart and the clapping hands and the thumbs up and a little smiley face. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, so reading between the lines, which was extremely difficult to do so, I'm assuming that she's had a bit of a tiff with her man and he's not happy and he's not replying. And for whatever reason, she's not feeling too well. And um, But she's uh, feeling a bit bad because she had a go at him or she, she, she attacked him or anything like that. So um, right. I, I weighed up whether I should respond to that and just say something like, <laughs> I hope you enjoy our music or thanks for letting us know. Um, <laughs> But I, I made a I made an executive decision and decided that it was probably best not to further engage with this individual. So uh poor, poor old you Corinne. you have chosen well. <laughs> so poor old Corinne's uh I'm I'm sure she'll pass her story on to many other people uh, out there in Twitter land. Where do these people come from? And you know what? I'll tell you where they come from, the US. <laughs> <laughs> it's another it's another crazy from the US and hey I don't like to stereotype Milton but you guys have got a lot of crazy people that like Twitter and they there's <laughs> no, no other country oh and, my God. <laughs> and it just I don't know what it is and maybe it's just because Twitter's very popular in the US but uh we certainly get a lot of strange interactions from people from the United States but um but we love them for it you know it, it, I, I still don't understand how much crazy there is out there. Like, I, I, it still boggles my mind, I guess, you know? And, and I mean this in no disrespect to people who actually have issues, but I, I'm talking about that shit crazy, you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I, guess, I guess it's the good news. The good news. Yeah. The good news is that we're never going to run out of material for this. Exactly. There's always, there's always a silver lining. Right. <laughs> oh, dear. So that's my crazy person for the month, and I'll no doubt have a, 
another person or two for, for the next time we catch up. I think at the end of the year, we should do the crazy person of the year award. <laughs> and we should pick, we should pick somebody. I think we should pick somebody from our list and we should try to contact them. <laughs> and we should try to offer them the, 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 the award. I'm happy to send them something. I'll post them a, a, an award. I'll find a, a secondhand trophy or a, or a medallion. Yeah, and, I think it would. I think it would be totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, we'll we'll work on that one because I think that'll be a great end of year uh, celebration. Exactly, and, and and can you imagine we get that person on the phone randomly oh. and we're like, hi. We are calling to let you know that you have won the Crazy of the Year one. That'll be a a very colorful conversation. That would be fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, cool. Well, before we we wrap up, the one last thing that I wanted to mention was um, any bands that we want to uh, plug any independent bands that we're listening to at the moment we we mentioned a couple last last month that we spoke about and i put links up for people to check out is there anybody in particular over the last month that you thought of that might be uh worthy of a quick quick mention? you know i think i'm going to break the rule this month and i think i'm gonna go with the two bands that we suggested earlier in the conversation so i think Number one, I'm going to give that space to people who haven't heard Riverside before to go check them out. Uh, and I will strongly, strongly recommend their latest album called Love, Fear, and the Time Machine, Outer Inside Out Music. And I know it's, it's, a, it's a rule-breaking thing, but I think given the circumstance, um, I would like to give them that space. Um, so my signed pick of the month <laughs> would be Riverside. Fantastic. Uh, I think a uh, worthy, a worthy I, mention. But I think uh, we'll... Uh, and, and how about this? Next month, I'm going to pick two unsigned bands. Sounds good. To make up for it. To make up for it. <laughs> but uh, this year, this month, I'm going to pick Riverside and, and obviously, um, obviously, Adventasia as well. If people, you know, who haven't checked them out, go check that out. Sounds but good. I think Riverside should be the one to... Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. What about you? Who who do you have that is an unsung hero, so to speak? I, I I stayed on. I I behaved and I stayed on on task. <laughs> you know, I I found a, a band. I've known this band for a while. It's another Australian band because I thought I'd highlight um, somebody else from our country. And the band's mm-hmm. from Perth, so the same uh, same city as Voyager. And they're called okay. they're called Ragdoll. Ragdoll. So the name. Okay. I've seen the name around for a while now and I talked to a couple of the guys in the band just via Facebook, but I hadn't actually checked out their music. And to be honest, the name sort of threw me off a little bit. I wasn't terribly uh, intrigued by the name, to be honest, uh, when I first saw it. But uh, the guys sent me out an EP of theirs and I listened to it and I wouldn't say metal. I would think more of um, winger. But Winger, Winger's, okay. pull, Winger's pull album from uh, sort of okay. the, the the sort of early nineties, their their third album, I think, and then a mixture of that with uh, with Harem Scarum as well. So the Canadian band Harem Scarum. So yeah, that sounds really cool. So for me, that's that ticks that ticks uh, the Andy likes box. <laughs> so they are <laughs> two bands I absolutely love. So I was I was quite, and they had a bit of a modern twist on it as well. They they're young guys. Um, but definitely pay homage to 
to bands from that particular era, sort of the late 80s, early 90s, uh, melodic rock AOR sort of um, scene. So um, I'll, I'll put some links up for people to check out. And I think uh, the EP was called All I Want Is Everything. And it's just got four or five mm-hmm. songs on there and really, really cool. And I'll, I'll flick you through a link as well. You can have a, have a quick listen. But, um, yeah, I thought, um, I thought there might be a, a worthy mention for this week for anyone who's um, especially on the melodic side and likes, likes, uh, likes something more melodic than, than heavy. And, um, okay. yeah, yeah, especially for people that are, that like their, um, their hair, their hair metal or hair rock or a bit of AOR or melodic rock from, from the late eighties, early nineties. It's, this is definitely a, a cool pick for people to check out. Awesome. I'm looking forward to checking that out. I've been listening to a lot of that, that kind of vibe stuff lately. So I'm, uh, I'm excited to hear them. Cool. And I think they've also done a few tours of the U S as well. I think they might've, I don't know if they played rock Lahoma. But they've played okay. a few sort of uh, so those more I guess those nostalgic rock festivals that seem to go around uh, the Midwest and, and oh whatnot. yeah 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 so um, I think they've had they've had a little bit of uh, sort of small success within those circles in 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 the United States but um, they're still mm-hmm. relatively new and they're young guys so I'll I'll definitely do a shout out for them on this uh, this particular episode very cool yeah. Cool. Very cool. Awesome. Well, yeah, I'll definitely check them out. And everybody else out there, please check them out as well. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and I'll put links yeah. up to, to all three bands and, and everyone can check out. And we'll um, we'll think of some, some more bands to mention next next month also. Awesome. Cool. Well, I think that's it. I that think that's all, the, that's all the housekeeping. <laughs> so uh, Yeah, I think... Yeah. I think this is it. I actually just got a text message saying that I have a little, you know, my son is having a little bit of a fever, so I'm going to go tend to him a little bit. Fair enough. He's not doing yep. uh, not doing too great, so I'm going to jump off. But I think we covered uh, quite a bit of ground, and um, we'll have some uh, more fun stuff coming next month. Sounds good. Sounds good. Thanks for your time, and hope your little one feels better soon. Thank you very much. And, uh, you know, everybody, thanks for listening as always. Uh, it's uh, cool to be a... Uh, a recurring guest in this. I, I enjoyed a lot and I hope everybody else is having fun too. Ditto. Awesome. <laughs> All right, my friends. All right. Take care, man. Have, have a good rest of your day. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening. Uh, all of the notes that we spoke about, all the details and links and videos and music and resources and whatever else we, we covered will be in the show notes um, over at andysocial.net. Uh, that is the place where you'll find them. You won't find them anywhere else. Sometimes I post some links on Facebook, but uh, I guess for the, for the sake of um, making things as easy as possible for me, um, I focus them all on the website there. So if you need to go back and find anything in particular on previous episodes or this one in particular, you just go over to antisocial.net. Uh, on the front page will be the most recent podcast or just click on the podcast link um, in the toolbar and it will take you to all the previous podcasts where you can pick out all the uh, previous links and resources that have been discussed on prior episodes. Um, Lots of great feedback from all of the episodes so far. Um, There are quite a few that are in between this recording and where I'm currently at as far as ones that have been launched. So I'm quite excited with the ones that uh, that by the time you hear this have been out, um, and uh, I just I really really appreciate the feedback that people are giving. Um, I've been getting a few emails and messages via social media um, from 
not only people that I know, but a lot of people that um, I've never actually met before or never spoken to. So it's great to see that um, that it is starting to spread and there's more people tuning in and listening to to the podcast. And and as always, I'm always open ears to any suggestions or recommendations um, and uh, especially suggestions around guests and, and any particular topic that you think might be an interesting thing to touch on. Um, I'm all, all ears and um, and there's no there's no rules associated with uh, with which which direction I, I move with uh, future episodes either as you would have seen to date so um, continue to to pass any feedback on and uh, I'll continue to keep providing more and more podcast podcast episodes for you guys um, if you want to show your appreciation um, get onto iTunes and rate and review the podcast um, those uh, quick interactions make a big difference to uh, where the podcast sits in the charts and gets a, gets the podcast a lot more exposure and in turn a lot more listeners. Uh, if you don't use iTunes, um, whether it be Stitcher or any other podcast platform, if there's any way to interact and leave a comment or whatnot, then please do so or sharing on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. So anything that you can do that involves a click or two will have a dramatic impact on on uh, the podcast itself. So uh, much appreciated for those people that do take the time to, to, uh, to help out in that regard. Uh, lastly, we have established that May 28th will be the date of the podcast party. Um, I believe I've mentioned that previously, but just in case I haven't, there it is again. And I'll continue to mes- uh, mention it on um, future episodes from between now and the 28th of May. Uh, details of the location have not been disclosed yet. I've got a pretty good idea of where I want it to be, but it'll just be a case of making sure that the place is available at the particular time on that date. So uh, where it, where I'm thinking it will be will be somewhere in the Sydney CBD or in the city area. It will be very easy to get to via public transport, so I don't want to make this difficult for anybody. Um, and it will start probably around 1 or 2 p.m. in the afternoon and it will just run for as long as we feel like it. So really there's no there's no formalities uh, around it for those that aren't aware of what um, it's all about. This is purely just a bit of a social gathering, a catch-up session. Anybody who listens, I'm not advertising this anywhere else. I'm not even posting about it anywhere. I'm only letting people know that are listening. So uh, May 28th will be the date of the uh, little podcast party. I'll have a better name for it. I just haven't had time to even think about that yet. Uh, so for the meantime, it'll be podcast party, which sounds fantastic. I'll get some party hats for, for everybody. And um, it'll just be a case of just meeting at a bar and just having a few drinks and just chatting. And that's it. It's it, There's no formalities. There's no sit down. There's no meal. There's no presentation. There's nothing like that. I might bring my mic around and, and have a quick chat to people depending on how it all goes. But more or less, it's just a catch-up session and just say hi to people and and uh, maybe buy a few of you guys a beer depending on how much money's in my wallet. <laughs> uh, so yes, uh, it'll be mid-afternoon. There will be time for everybody to get on with their social engagements later that night. So um, that hence the reason of having it in the mid-afternoon. And, um, and yeah, I really, in, really, really encourage anybody who is available and free to, uh, to come along and anybody who isn't in Sydney that may be in that area around that time to, uh, to take, a, take a few hours out of their day and uh, come down and say hello as well. And uh, depending on how this goes, well, actually, it doesn't really depend on how this goes. I'll probably do it twice a year. 
if it goes really, really well, then I might increase, uh, increase it to maybe a quarterly thing. But at this point in time, I'll do one in the first half of the year and one in the second half of the year. And, um, and regardless of whether there's one or two people or there's 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 or whatever, uh, we'll, we'll continue to do it. Cause I think it's just a, a great excuse to get out and have a couple of beers or whatever you drink and, and, and have a bit of a chat. Uh, so that's it. I'll continue to provide updates over the coming episodes as we get closer and closer. If there's any questions surrounding it or any ideas or thoughts on on, on this, uh, this event, uh, by all means, reach out and, and we can have a chat as well. But um, we'll, we'll, make it, we'll make it fun and casual and laid back, but, but still something special as well. But anyway, um, enough of that. I hope you enjoyed the, the podcast episode. And as I said at the start, definitely reach out to Milton and let him know you enjoyed it, especially if you uh, got something out of it or there was uh, some additional questions that you might have or suggestions for, uh, for future catch-ups with Milton as well. We're, we're definitely all years and we've had some pretty funny ones uh, come through as well. So we'll, uh, we'll continue to, uh, to catch up and, uh, and hope that you guys continue to enjoy. But until next week, thank you very much and uh, continue to pass those episodes around to other people and, uh, and the next one will be out very soon. Thanks, guys. Take care.